Well, let's continue. Uh, Brother Francis ministered some things, that similar things I'm going to minister coming from another direction. How wonderful it is always, even when I'm out of town, can have someone or someone's to minister the word of God. We appreciate Brother Francis for every time he comes over here and ministers the word of God. And he spoke about activating the supernatural through love, faith, and hope. I want to speak, still he spoke about faith quite a bit, but I want to revisit some things about authority, words, and faith. Authority, words, and faith. Authority, words, and faith. Church, you've been called into a lifestyle of faith. And we must be trained and allow the Lord to train us by the Holy Spirit concerning our life of faith. The world is constantly changing. And the world, and these are not bad news, but these are facts, is not becoming a better place for us to live. But the more we know him, the more we endeavor to live with him, the more we endeavor to stand in our place of faith, however bad the circumstances look or the situations look around, we're becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And we overcome no matter what happens. I remember, I remember when, before the turn of 2000, actually, uh, it was so, so much illegal and by every standard, you know, by every, every means, it was, looked like it was put under, it was not visible. And that is pornographic materials. Before then, the year 2000. But I remember it seems like when you turn to two, the year 2000, that's those spirits from hell just invaded people. You go downtown, you see magazines and on and on, the things that they were selling then. I don't go looking for them. I don't have time for that. But that's, a, that's now to a place that people have access on their phones. Because now life has become so personalized, people watching what they want to watch on phones, things really ha- have changed. But listen this, but for the righteous, one who has chosen righteousness, the phone is for the kingdom. I can listen to messages, many of them. Like I travel, you know, 380 kilometers, and I'm, I, I, I have a, a flash disk of, I think, of a 50 messages of, of Dr. Jerry Saville. I can listen over and over and over again. While to someone who's not spiritual minded, they can have 50 videos of pornography and watch over and over again and they are losing their minds. You all are quiet. This is April. Christmas is near. Hallelujah. <laughs> But, 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 but you see the difference. Listen this. Uh, let's go to Timothy. We'll flow. We are flowing. Hallelujah. And I encourage you to 
to open your heart and don't, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Just pay attention. Words of faith change someone's life. Titus 1.15. Words of faith. If you came with an open heart, I promise you in the name of Jesus, you'll walk out of this place and you have answers to the things that you've been asking. Utterance are determined not only by the speaker, but so much more by the hearer of the word. When you sit down to listen, utterance. To some people you start talking to and they are like a sponge. There is more that comes out of you. There are some people that you speak to and they are like a concrete. Nothing comes out because their hearts are closed. So say in the name of Jesus, my heart is open to you, Father. By the power of the Holy Spirit, speak to me. I believe and I say it in the name of Jesus. I receive utterance by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Utterance. Utterance. Look at, look at Titus 3.15 says, To the pure, all things are pure. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, they, they, they uses the word, two words there, defiled and unbelieving. Nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. So what you need to do is to make sure you keep that purity of mind, of conscience, of heart. Why? That which even when the enemy brings in much of his perversion in the the time that we are living in our generation, if you keep that purity of heart, mind, and purpose, you keep sailing. You keep moving. You keep making progress. You keep overcoming. You keep walking in victory. It gets darker this side, much light is coming. What is that? The world is inside of you. It's the light that you need. You're the light of the world. So that, that purity of, of heart, purity of purpose, purity of, of, of whatever you do, that you don't, you don't allow yourself to walk in darkness. And, and in, uh, I think it's Psalm 12, it says, the words of God are pure. So what is it that purifies us? The word. The word is the, is the, is the word becoming more, uh, if there's a word like that, darker? Yes. But what about the righteous? They shine bright and bright unto the perfect day. Amen? How is that? By faith. Where is that faith coming from? The word of God. You still go back to the word of God. So we're dealing with some fundamentals. Amen? Fundamentals. Have you, mentioned, have you, have you noticed that those who travel... You, every time you go to the plane, they have to again stand right there and talk to you the same things they have talked to you over and over again. And then they say, even if you are a frequent flyer, you need to pay attention to this. And, and really, personally, I still listen. I, I look at them, and I usually think like, maybe that may save my life. So let me pay attention. While others are busy, you know, just checking their phones and all that. For me, I, I observe. I observe what they are doing. 
And I'll ask you, if they tell you even if you're a frequent flyer. So today I'm telling you that this, even if you are a frequent attendee of our meetings, I want you to pay attention. Amen? Let's go to Matthew. Authority, words, and faith. Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Oh my goodness, I've meditated on these scriptures over and over and over again concerning the centurion when he, he came to Jesus. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Other version says, my servant whom I love. Now that's a good master. Are you seeing there? That's a good master. He loved his servant. Um, and Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The way Matthew says, records this, this whole incident, say, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. You find there speaking a word. And then he says, and my servant will be healed. And then if that's not enough, he explains something here. And I do believe this gives us clarity as why he said that. In other words, I see like him saying, the reason I am saying for you to speak a word only is for this. This is the reason. For I also am a man and authority having soldiers under me. So we find speak a word only, which is words, and we find authority comes in. You see where I've gotten the title from? It wasn't from a dream, okay? Uh, it was, it's from the scriptures. So, so he says, we see, say words. Remember he says this, for I also am a man and authority. So he mentions that word authority. Having soldiers under me, and I say, and I say. In other, to this one, go and he goes to another, come and he comes unto my servant, do this and he does it. In essence, he says this, my words work for me. Why is that so? Because I'm a man and authority. My words work for me. When I say them, things move. Things are done. Hey, why is that so? I'm a man and authority. And, but he says something there again. He says, so he's telling him, for I also am a man and authority. He's saying, actually, I'm a man and, I'm a man and authority and I can see authority over you. Your authority is different. My authority is I have servants. I have soldiers under me. But your authority is different. I've, I've heard about your authority. And I've seen you operating in that authority. If we'd ever seen, I, I, I presume he heard and faith had come in his heart. Probably when he heard that, he said, that's authority. Did he, tell, did he speak to the tree? Did he speak to the fish? Did he speak to the, to the ocean? Did he speak to the wind? That's authority. That man has authority. Did Jesus have authority? Yes, he did. Look at this. And then he goes on to the, 
to verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled. That again marvels me that you marvel Jesus. That's a tongue twist, okay? That again marvels me that you marvel Jesus. Because when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Ashwala said to you, I have not found such great faith, not in, even in Israel. So in that whole text, we find authority, we find wars, we find faith or great faith. In other words, that's where it came from. So it came from the Bible, okay? All right? Not from food that I ate, okay? <laughs> So then, let's go step by step here. But only speak a word, reason being I'm a man and authority. And I say, he says, I say. I like thinking that, that man. He says this, my words work for me. In, in Romans chapter 10, uh, it talks about this. Oh, yeah. We start... Where we reach, we reach, and we take it up next time. We agree? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 1. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. In other words, you must have zeal, but it must be according to Knowledge. The people who are zealous, but they don't have knowledge. But I'd rather have someone who has zeal than someone who does not have anything, has no zeal and has no knowledge. <laughs> I can work with someone who has zeal, but with no, with no knowledge, you can give them knowledge. But there's people that don't have even a zeal. Are we going to do this? What? Can we do something about it? I don't know. I'd rather have someone who has zeal. Amen. Look at this. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, so he's talking about righteousness here, and established to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And then he says this, For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law, the righteousness which is of the law, the man who does those things shall live by them. So the righteousness of the law does. Alright? Look at next what he says. For, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. The righteousness of the law is based on, the law is based on doing. The righteousness of faith is based on speaking. Speaking what? Speaking what I have believed. So new covenant people ought to know that their words will work for them. I claim what he say about his money. I claim my money back in the name of Jesus. What's that? My words of faith. So the righteousness of faith speaks. That's why sometimes I don't understand when singing wonderful songs, anointed songs of the Lord in the house of the Lord. And there are some few just don't sing nothing. Listen, your words work. 
Amen? It's a sacrifice of praise. Has nothing to do with what you feel. Probably if I was based, I was based in my life on what I feel, I could have been in bed now. Come out of the pajamas. <clears throat> Is there any tea or something? It's 10.30 or 11.30. No, but it's, it's, it's the words you choose to say them by faith. Do not say in your heart will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ from above. And it goes on and on and on. But I wanted to see that the, those, look at verse 8. But what does the righteousness of faith say? The word is near you. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is near you. Listen, you're not far from it. The word of faith is in your mouth and in your heart. I like it when I was taught in the Bible school in the year 2000. Faith is in two places. It's in your mouth and in your heart. It's in your mouth and in your heart. You can tell when a person is walking by faith. It's in your mouth and in your heart. And some individuals say, say that, you know, from this short distance, now they'll start charging us a border border ride. It will be a hundred shillings. That's short distance. Uh, we, were charged, we are being charged 50. Now they're charging us 100 shillings. Oh, they will be passing me as I'm walking. I say, you will walk. I told them, talk that way, you'll walk. Oh, making jokes like, it seems like wheat flour has gone high, so we'll be eating only chapatis during Christmas. Talk that way, that's what shall be. Let me try the, choir, the, the praise gym side. You see, people talk that way. Oh, now we'll be bringing, leaving our vehicles back at home because of this fuel. Talk that way, that's what will be. Your wars are working for you or against you. Faith is in two places. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That's why you need to, to establish that. You establish first. I'm going to live by faith. Prices will continue rising. Oh, Pastor, you're prophesying. I'm not prophesying. It's a fact. Where is the word? In two places. Where is faith? I mean, in two places. In your mouth and in your heart. Let me, let me before we come back to Romans 8, let me say some things here. So we all agree that Jesus operated in, in authority. So the centurion saw that authority. Is that so? But look at this then. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, just to, for the sake of study, and then you can see some things from the scriptures. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 28, it says, And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people are astonished at his teaching. How did he teach? For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So we see he taught with authority. We see that? All right. Let's go to Mark 1.27. He got into the synagogue and he found a one who had a, a demon. 
But that guy had been there before. Listen, demons don't fear where they don't, they don't see authority. They don't fear nothing. And, and they, then they all are amazed so that they question among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine or teaching is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. So we see that, so he taught as one with authority. He commanded spirits to live as one with authority. And then, another things. Remember, he spoke. If so, people, even religious people, could tell that this man had authority. In fact, at some point, they gathered around him, the scribes and the teachers of the law, and they gathered around him, and they asked him this, tell us, by what authority are you doing all this? And Jesus, you know, I learned from Jesus, you don't have to answer everyone. I learned that. I learned that. You don't have to answer everyone. The people that you always will talk. So Jesus asked them, instead of answering, he asked them, and by what authority was John's, John baptism? And they, they, it seems like they were standing facing him. Then they came, got together and say, uh, you know, if we say, John the Baptist's authority came from God. He will ask us, why didn't you believe in him? But if we say that he was not a prophet, you know, people know that he was a prophet. People may stone us. Let's go back and tell. I have an idea. Another one said, I have an idea. What is the idea? Let's tell him, we don't know. (laughs) Now I have an answer for you. We don't know. And he looked at them and he said this. If you don't know, I won't tell you. Ah, that's wonderful. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. I won't tell you. I had just ended the story over there. But they knew this man had authority. Listen to this. When he comes to, to, to Matthew chapter 28... After his death, burial, and resurrection, he says all authority, verse 18, in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore. In essence, he's saying this. This authority is on me. This authority, I confer it upon you. So that, without going, we we spoke about the name of Jesus and all that, without going into fathom, Uh, study there, it tells you that you and I have what? God-given authority. Then, we ought to acknowledge that and believe God to increase in revelation and act on that authority and speak that way. And speak that way according to the authority given to us. Let's go to Romans chapter 10 again, verse 8. Remember I said faith is in two places, is in your mouth and is in your heart. If it's just in the mouth, you're just saying it, saying it because so that you may look like you have it. In the time of crisis, that way it shows up if someone has faith or not. Look at verse, verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. 
For with the heart, one believes. So listen to this. Very important. Believing is of the heart. Believing is of the heart. And I'm going to say something regarding that. Believing, regarding that, believing is of the heart. And by the way, believing that word in Romans 10, 9 is a verb form, a verb form of faith. So, so, so to speak then, it's an action word. Believing is not a passive word. Believing is an active word. You know, you can say like, if I believe, if you're in the house, if I believe, if I, I rise up today, I will go to church. If I believe I rise up too, too early today, I'll go to church. But you never rise up early to, go, to come to church. Do you really believe? Are you quiet? Do you really believe? Or oh, let, let me say something here about believing. So one who has faith acts on the word. One who has faith acts on the word. He believes the things that God says. You believe. Therefore you act because you believe. Believing is critical. If you believe right, you live right. If you believe right, you live right. You live out your belief, if I can use that word. You live out your belief or you live the way you believe. You live the way you believe. Believing is of the heart. The heart of a man is the spirit of a man. I call it the reception center of the things of God. So if you believe right, you live right. Now look at this. If you confess... Will you please go back to, to that Romans chapter, chapter nine, uh, chapter, verse nine, sorry, verse nine. Let's, let's see something here. For with the heart one believes, okay, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, the believing is where? In the heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All right? And then he goes next, verse 10, that, verse 10, let your fingers do the walking. Alright, verse 10. For with the heart, one believes. With the heart, one believes. So believing is of the heart. Alright, it's not even of the mind. You believe in your heart. And that which you believe, the amazing thing is this, that which you believe, your mouth speaks. So faith is in two places. That which you believe your mouth speaks, and because you speak that way, you live that way. Amen? You live that way. I can get into a situations and leave that place because I'm seeing something for the future coming. I may be right there. Let me give you an example. I was right there in the slum, in a single room, with no bed, with a kerosene stove, with, with a... Uh, a wardrobe of hanging clothes on a line, you know, and on and on and on and on and on. But, but still, I shifted. Why? I believed. I believed to the extent that 
I was saying that. That if I went, when I went to, 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 to the uh, common area sink, and it was not a ceramic sink, it was a concrete sink, and it had turned green, and it had, you know, those chippings and all that, it was always that, with food particles. I remember I kept washing it, and the toilet kept washing, and the bathroom kept washing it, and, and I was in my 20s, and all of them, you know, that, that actual, all of that, them with that plot, they were married. So, so the ones I get to meet at the sink area, they are those married women. Okay? So they are the ones that say, won't you even clean this area? I mean, I always clean, but I find it dirty. Don't you remove food particles, put them aside, and they, I remember saying this, you, you boast too much. You need to go to a self-contained house. I say, that's what I'm going to do, actually. I knew that. I was leaving. And he started speaking. Now the house, the room had to hear me. You cannot contain the man of God. He's leaving you here. You will not go. You will not keep the man of God in this place anymore. He's leaving you. You hear this? I'm leaving. I'm serious. I'll do that. What? Faith is full in the heart. Wars are coming out. Amen? That I may be in this situation, but this is temporary. Because faith was creating the way for me to move forward. Why is that so? I have been given authority in Christ Jesus. So I'm operating as a man of authority and a man of authority. His words work for him. I will be leaving our vehicles back at home now because of the prices. Your words are working against you. Yeah, this best fair now is too much, so it means that we'll be walking. You will. You will. I was once the V walker. I walked everywhere. Walked everywhere. <laughs> oh, walk. I remember living in Babadogo. I walked from Babadogo to Allsop's. No, 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 not all sobs. Father, up that next stage used to be there, uh, near, I think, Kenya School Military Study. Because there are matatus coming from 44 and all that. Immediately they go there, they say, five bob, five bob, five bob, five bob, five bob, five. So I had to walk to the five bob stage. So you see, you're not there alone. Maybe you came so discouraged today and you're not there alone. Your faith. Faith. You just look at that, you know, you walk into that stage and tell that stage, no more you'll keep the man of God here. I'm going to be boarding from the end. You know the one they call stage Yamwisho? I'll be a stage Yamwisho after having walked for 30 minutes. But at least start somewhere. I'll never forget this. Uh, <laughs> I think that was 2000. There's a mama we loved. Oh, still love that mama. She was called Mama Angesh. She lives in, a, in Kibera, a place called Katukwera. And she broke her leg. 
And then this friend of mine, he's a bishop now, uh, I, I, I kept saying, you know, I'm believing God for bus fare to go see Mamwangesh. And we are meeting in town. We had meeting, lunch hour meetings in town. And then I think I said the second day, the second time, I'm still believing for bus fare to go and see Mamwangesh. He looked at me and said, brother, you'll, con- you'll continue believing for b- that bus fare until Mamwangesh comes back here. Faith people do something. I thought, what? Okay, I know what to do. After the service that following day, lunchtime, I took up my Bible. My Bible was always there. Let's to carry it here. And my overnight, over, 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 oversized blazers. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm believing. I walked from town. I think we were meeting at, uh, what do you call that place in Tomboya Street? Eureka, high rise. Walked from town through Kenyatta Market, Gumo, there, Tum, uh, Kibera, I'm forgetting that word. Go through, I think, Lansaba, over there, Lindy, and all the way up. And I found Mamangeshi. And I had good time when ministering and all that and just... I'm going far, and I'm far. As if I think that time I lived in, um, I think I lived in Dandoro or, or Babadog, but that's far. Either way, if you don't have bus fare, so you don't stay lo- late. You understand? And the Lord had instructed me not to ask bus fare from people, and money from people. So anyway, we ministered, and it was so wonderful, prayed with Mama Angesh, and then uh, just before I left, Sister Leah came in. And Sister Leah said, Davis, you're leaving? Yeah, I'm leaving. He said, no, please stay with me. I said, Leah, I'm leaving. He said, no, please stay. We live together. She insisted. So I thought, Lord, you have to work things here. Because Sister Leah is going to board a bus. <laughs> and I don't know how Sister Leah's pocket is. But she's going to board a bus. And we left. After he done and left with her, and sister, you know, you know, he's never comfortable. You don't have any money in the pocket, but you can't ask them. By the way, I don't have fare. <laughs> it's never comfortable. It's, luck is terrible. No one can tell me that God is teaching you because you lack. It's terrible. So, you know, you're in the bus there and you're talking. You can talk, you're talking, but you're thinking. Then when the conductor comes, you ever been there or I'm the only one? Huh? You ever been with a person in the bus and you didn't have bus fare, but circumstances are that you are in the same matatu and insisted you go aboard and you are not honest enough to say, I don't have bus fare. You ever been there I'm the only one? You all grew up where? The western part of the city. So anyway, when it came, she paid. Oh God, deliverance. And then Leah went to her pocket, uh, her purse, and gave me some money. My deliverer has come in. (laughs) It's never comfortable. 
But listen, I will not stop speaking faith because I'm going through those circumstances. If you still met with me, I'm talking faith. I'm talking provision. I'm doing everything that I, I, I can do to do it because I believe I'm making steps of faith. Because listen to this. What you believe ought to alter your life and be evident that you believe. What you believe, say you believe, one can say that they believe God, but the way they live is a reflection of what, one can say that they believe God, but what the, the way they live is a reflection of what they believe. If I say I believe, then that belief should alter my life and live in agreement with God's word, which I believe. That always should be for you and I believers. We must allow the word we have authority in Christ. But then what is so important is words we speak because it's a reflection of what you truly believe. That's very important right there. Believe. So food prices go high. Everything goes high. You still have to go. The Bible says examine yourself to see if you're in faith. Has that caused, is that causing you to panic? You know, in 2020, when people are going into panic shopping, I refuse to do that. You know, an example. Let me give you an example. An example. If you went and bought three bundles of, do they call them bundles of wheat flour? An example. Is there bundles? At least in my village, we call them bundles. When I was growing up. Those Bells. Well, we call them bundles. Okay, bells. You can tell my village, we educated a little bit, but <laughs> bells. All right, bells. Bells of wheat flour. An example, if you bought those, and then the lockdown goes on for one year. Those three bells of wheat flour will last you for one year? Huh? What about if you're in faith? That bale of flour may never go dry. You keep going. Say, go take another packet of unga. And they come, and you need the bowl and all that. And they go next, next day, you find it right there. It's still full. Why? You're in faith. Has that happened in the scriptures? We've seen that. We've seen that widow of Zarephath. For about three and a half years... Let's go over there, because that was faith. First Kings 17. You getting anything out of this? Church times have changed. But listen to this. We can stay rooted on God's word, no matter what happens in this world. The things that have really changed, it's amazing. Even the last two weeks, in the last two weeks, have you noticed that? Do you go down buying things? In the last two weeks, that things have gone high. Can I tell you something? The problem is not Jubilee government. Neither the solution is not going to come from Azimio or Kenya Kwanzaa. So don't fight. 
You don't you thought I didn't know uh, Asimio and Kenya Kwanza? You look surprised. <laughs> the answer is coming back to the word of faith and living accordingly and no matter the wall, the path, the way the world will take, we are rooted. We are founded on the unchangeable character of God, unchangeable faith in God, unchangeable trust in God, unchangeable. I can tell you some, some things. In fact, next week, next week I'll be able to show you. Anyone who's interested to see the three new classrooms? Huh? Yeah, because some of you have been peeping illegally through the windows. <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. But, but he'll open the window, the, I'll open the doors and it's for you to see the washrooms and the three classrooms. Uh, and, uh, and I'll have a, a brand new Toyota van. Highest, we'll have it here. 16 seat, brand new. Yeah. New. Now, now, I drive ex-Japan, but that's not ex-Japan. That's brand new. Oh, my goodness, you open the engine. It smells nice. <laughs> look at the fins and, oh, my goodness. You look at the, all, all the oils. <laughs> Has no rust. You know, you can go buy, you know, second hand. You don't understand that, you know, second hand. Ex-Japan, and not only ex-Japan, ex-Japan, ex-Mombasa, ex-Kisumu, ex-Nairobi, ex-Eldoret. And then, <laughs> then it finally reaches you. Someone else, not you, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> Until when, when you open, you open the bonnet. You say, see, he used a toy. <laughs> so brand new one it just smells good as amazing that has come during a time like this Deacon Norman and his wife Susan had sold their vehicle to use for picking up with children you know different locations you know the school you are opening like on 26th uh, 26th or 27th whatever that you know when the schools open but, but you know we get news Students are coming and they are different from different parts. It becomes more demand. We have a bus. So we, we were in need of a van. And God supernaturally through partners of Living Faith International and paid off for that whole van. I sent a picture to Pastor Carla and she said, oh my goodness, I'm smiling. I'm smiling. God has been good to us. That's wonderful. That's Toyota, highest. Or oh, yes, wherever you call it. Or oh, high, high, yes. But it's wonderful just to see that. Listen to this. God's vision, he always protects it and provides for it. And it's never dictated by the economy of the earth, of the world. So first thing, very important for you, living a life of faith, it has to be, are you being led by the Holy Spirit? That's first thing. 
Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? It begins right there. Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? It begins right there. Because you cannot imitate someone's faith. You can speak the same words, but they are not revelation to you. Because you see, it's not the words only, it's the believing. It's what you believe in your heart. Has that altered the way you think and the way you act in situation? You can't imitate someone's faith because some imitate someone's faith. A parrot doesn't have revelation of the, the words that they say, or it says, or she says. Mostly she, sorry. She says, doesn't have any revelation of that. I'm going to the stage, I'm going to the stage. But does it have revelation what the stage is? Huh? But look at this. But the believing has to alter our lifestyles. If you believe that, everything changes concerning your life. You believe. You trust God. You change. The word is changing you. The word is transforming you. The word is changing the way you think. What's that? You believe. And, and, and the path you are taking becomes bright and bright. Let's go to First Kings quickly, chapter 17. <clears throat> so Elijah had already declared that there was going to be famine. You remember that? Then verse 8, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, or Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now look at this. He's been led, is he? He's been led, is he? Remember they said Elijah is a man subject to like passions as we are. Yet he spoke the word by faith. And then, so he arose and went to Zarephath. And then he came to the gate of the city. Indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as, as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Can you imagine? The Lord sends him to a widow who had nothing almost. Huh? That's amazing. What nothing almost. You know, before then he was being fed by ravens. I like saying this. Because the plan of God is not for ravens, the plan of God is for man. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's the one he created in his image and in his likeness. And then, so talking about provision, and Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, because she said, I'm gathering a couple of six that I may go in and prepare for myself and my son, and that you may eat, eat, and die. If it's not enough to meet your need, it's a seed. Don't forget that. Huh? It's a seed. If it's not enough to meet your need, it's a seed. Give it by faith. I'm telling you, church, I don't, it doesn't matter who tells you what. Provision in God cannot be removed from seed time and harvest. That always is. Seed time and harvest. If you really are believing God for provision, you must know and you must act. If you're believing, you must act by 
sowing. You know, someone can say like, I believe in tithing. Do you tithe? No, you don't believe. You don't believe in tithing. Because if you believed in tithing, could have been tithing. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I believe in tithing. Anyone who believes in tithing? So I'm seeing hands of tithers. Huh? If you believe in tithing, then you tithe. Why is that so? Because I know it's God's way of functioning in his kingdom. There's no other way except that which he has shown us. He's shown us this is the way to prosper in hard times. This is the way God provides, will provide for you. Listen, there are provisions. I was talking to someone recently, I was telling them this. You keep hearing people say there is no money. Who told you that? Have you seen millions and billions going into the hands of the wicked? Who tells you there's no money? Did you read in the scriptures that Solomon and all his wealth, when he died, he went with it to heaven? All of it is here. So who told you there's no money? This is what I say. Now I'm using my words. I may not have it now, but it's on the way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was at, at Baba's place, uh, uh, when was it, on Monday. So I called him, and I told him, I'm in such and such a place, I'm, I'm heading there. Do you have an appointment with someone? I'm out of, from out of town. Do you have an appointment with someone, or can I come right away? I need a haircut. I'm bushy. And he told me, oh, I don't have any appointment right now with anyone. You can come right now. I said, I think I'm about, uh, I'm about 10 minutes away. I'll be there. Okay, fine. So then I went and he said, hey, pastor. He knows I'm a pastor. Pastor, how are you? Fine. Da, 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 da. And then he started talking and he's shaving me. And he said, you know, and there is no money. I said, no, 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 no. Don't say that. There's money. And he, you know, and, and, and he smiled. I could tell that he's waiting what I was going to say. I said, no, 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 no. You may not have it. But just like what I told you, I was 10 minutes away. I wasn't here, but I was coming. So you may not have it now, but it's coming. So you better be saying it's coming. You better be saying my money is coming. I'm a tither. I'm a tither. It's time for my harvest. It's coming. Money cometh. Glory to God. Do you know whose servants who are moving right there? The servants who are waiting, who hearken to the voice of his word. And they are called angels and they are moving in the spirit realm to make sure that word is fulfilled. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And the world does not want to talk about money. You to talk about money. And especially if you're a pastor. Say, all these pastors, what they want is money. What do you want? (laughs) What about you? What do you want? (laughs) This gathering here itself costs money. Unless they open it up and they say, any pastor who comes here, you say, you go to... You go to Toyota Kenya and say, we need a vehicle. He say, fine, go home. We'll give, send it to you. We won't talk about money there. 
We have a crusade and it's two million shillings. Said no problem. KRA says we are sending you that money. Will that be wonderful? But that doesn't work that way. So everything requires, actually do, it requires first what? Faith. Listen, don't have money before faith. Have faith that produces money. Therefore, when money is not there, your faith is still working because faith is bringing the things that you need. You're calling those things that be not as though they were. So I told him, I was out there coming seven minutes, seven minutes ago, seven minutes away, but that does not mean I wasn't coming. So do you know what I like saying? I may not have it now, but it's coming. Why is that so? What gives me guarantee? The word. The word is my guarantee. The word is my guarantee. The word is my guarantee, and it cometh. Always. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone who's expectant? Faith. How does that faith come? Let's let's go over. Oh, let's finish this first Kings 16, 17. So that Tina doesn't, when you're having lunch, doesn't say, but you said you got first Kings 17 and you didn't even finish reading it. I say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll finish next week. Are you married to someone like that? That keeps you checked right. (laughs) All right, look at this then. So he said, do not fear. Oh, church. That's what you have to deal with. Listen, you must refuse to fear. You must. You must. You can't tolerate fear. You must go to the scriptures that talks about, like that Second Timothy one seven. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I fear no man. I fear no devil. I fear no COVID. I fear no cancer. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. I refuse to fear. That has to be. And I'm telling you, it takes some time when, when the enemy is just, just saying like this is over. You say, devil, let me tell you something. It's not over. It's not over. We all make mistakes. But the thing is this. is when you quit when you have made a mistake. That's the problem. You have to make sure you're moving forward. When you started walking, you are taller. You fell several times. We see you walking today. So if you are pursuing God, you'll make some mistakes. But don't lie down there. Just think about you now as a grown-up. You could have think about the years that you've been on this earth since the time you are what? You started walking as a taller what? One year or so? Two years or so? If you could have still been there, I fell. I fell as a toddler. My mom told me I fell five times and my brother only fell once. Do we do that? Listen, so we make mistakes. 
But, but that, that does not stop us from what? Believing. And what you, get, you have to get rid of is fear. I remember the first book on faith, I think, the first book on faith I had was two months old in my salvation. Three months old. That was 1996 August. And I read exceeding great, I think growing exceedingly, exceedingly growing faith by Kenneth E. Hagin. And I read it. And I'm talking about faith. I was two months in the Lord. About faith. And then I read faith without works is dead. I thought it's time to do the works now. And I went and put on my blazer. And I picked up my Bible. And the wore trousers. And I, 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 my cousin asked me where are you going. They're not born again. So I'm going out. The lame will walk. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. Where do you find them? Down the streets. I think I, I, I remember living, my uncle lived at Mvega. And then I picked up my Bible, so I'm going around Ngara. I'm looking for the blind. I've read about faith. I want to act. I'm a doer of the word. You understand that? A baby, but he's, he's, he's doing something. I reached right there, the roundabout near, near uh, is it what you call that market? What market that Ngara market? Forgetting I crisscross quite a bit over there. Near market before you cross down the river and then you go up coast bus. I don't know if coast bus is still there, but right there. And I got there and I, and I found one of the blind. I said, stop, stop. And I tried to pray for them. That one took off. <laughs> I'm believing. I'm believing. Then I crossed. Now the, 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 the one which was revelatory. Was when I crossed the river. Down now. That market is called what? Is that Nyayam? It's Nyayam market in Ghana. I crossed and then I go up Krinyaga Road. And then I started coming up to Coast Bus. Right there. And I found a, a blind. It's been laid around. I said, excuse me. Stop, stop, stop. I want to pray for this blind to see. And I started praying, and the crowd began. You know, in the city, you, we, you, can, you can have a crowd in a short time. I'm telling you, like Jesus said, verily, verily, I'm telling you the truth. That's what happened. And I had the crowd gather. They started gathering. And the more I prayed, the more it wasn't happening. And I'm there, Lord, deliver me. And the blind man started becoming uncomfortable. And the guy who was holding his hand, he became uncomfortable because the crowd has increased. And a, a drunkard came. That's the guy who saved me, at least. <laughs> because you say you are a con man. <laughs> You're conning people. What kind of prayer are you making? Good enough that scared the blind man. He left. That's my deliverance right there. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. And then, so there's a, always you find a certain guy who knows this is a brother in the Lord. Another a certain man came and said, brother, God bless you so much as I didn't stop there. I went still around Tomboya Street. 
Now it wasn't like I didn't want crowd anymore. So I'll go across and say, God bless you so much. Can I pray? For you? <laughs> I didn't want crowd. You understand that? Hey, but on six years later, I'm still studying. I'm still believing. I'm still moving. That's what you do. You don't stop there. Still praying for people. Still believing God for people. You never stop. You've never done anything. If you've ever walked with God and if you've ever wanted to walk in faith, you'll have stories where you missed it. If you don't have any story, then you have not endeavored to walk with God. And sometimes things that you thought they were faith and you realize they are not faith. I remember years ago, I kept saying, there was so much pressure to do something. And I kept believing God. Uh, I kept saying, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. I kept telling Tina. And finally, I started doing it. And it wasn't working. And finally, the Lord said this to me. You kept asking and asking. And you wanted to do. And I let you do it. And can I tell you something? It had no fruit. There was pressure all around to do it. It had no fruit. I was imitating, but I wasn't doing out of revelation, believing. So make sure you examine your faith to see if it's working. And that's what, that's what that removes is fear. You don't accept fear. You still stand by faith. Even if you've, you've tried last time and it didn't work, go back to the word of God and say this, God. You do not change, you do not fail. I failed, but you didn't fail. Please forgive me. I ask you to show me how to do it. And he'll train you. He'll show you how to do it. And you keep making progress. Church is an adventure. Amen. It's not a perfected life. We love God. We have zeal for him. But listen to this, we have to go to the word of God and what we have to refuse is fear. Let me see if I can wind up after some few minutes. What time were you finishing your services? Two o'clock? Uh-uh. Last Sunday you finished at 2.30. The other Sunday it was what, three o'clock. You all are not telling me the truth. I saw the videos three and a half hours. Anyway, no, let me, let me finish it. Listen to this. For thus says the Lord, he says, do not fear. And then he says this. Uh, but, but make a small cake from it first and bring it to me. God always, with instruction, has to be priority. If you want your provision. God has to be priority. I keep saying this. The love of God is outgoing. And listen to this. The love of God puts him first and others. And if you can step out by faith because the word of God says so, you have provision. Listen, the way things are going up is such an opportunity for us to demonstrate supernatural provision. And the thing is this, to others. To others. Be generous. I was having, uh, the other week, uh, I was having, I went to a certain, uh, you know, kiosk, and I felt like I just needed to have fruits. And um, I ate, and we were talking with this mama, and then at the end I said, oh, mama, 
Please, I hope you have the fruit. It was 50 bob. Uh, that's near my village. And then I said, uh, Mama, I hope you have a thousand shillings. She said, no. If I gave you, I would have given you all the money that I have. And I won't be able to serve my customers. And then there's a certain guy who was sitting. So it was 50 bob. So I went, reached out my pocket and I counted and their coins were 40 bob. I said, then the guy who was sitting next to me said, you can send uh, that by M-Pesa to mama. I said, yeah. Uh, by the way, this is 40 bob. This was a stranger. This is 40 bob. Can't you add me 10 bob then? He said, no, no, no. That's budget, brother. <laughs> I'm telling you that guy was not uh, parting away with 10 bob. I made a mistake. I could have given him 200 or 300. He said, go check for change. I give you this amount. 10 bob. Please don't do that. He talks of budget. What budget are you going to have in this economy of 10 bob? That brother couldn't. That guy couldn't. Finally, I found 500 in my pocket. Let's say, yeah, that one I can be able to give to you back 450. The guy had budget of 10 bob. Couldn't give to a stranger. It's amazing. Generous people are becoming few and few. And it's time for you, believer in Christ, to shine. You didn't hear me. Generous people are becoming few and few. It's time for you, a believer in Christ, to shine and show the people there is generosity. Why? You are living by faith. Your provision is coming from the Lord and all the time. Budget. Budget. Let me finish with this. So are you standing in authority? We'll continue next week. Speaking words of faith and victory. Amen, are you? Faith ought to revolutionize our life. I'll say some words here before. Let's go to, back to Romans 10. We have Holy Communion today, so. <clears throat> Romans 10, I'll show you something. Let's start from verse 14. Uh, from verse 13, sorry. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what verse 13 says. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So you you call on him that you have believed. Let me say something right there. You can't believe before you've heard. So what you've heard is what you actually believe. If someone believes that, you know, these prices are too much and we're going to all be... I don't know what is going to happen. It's because they've kept on hearing and hearing the media. So they believe that. So they start believing that and they start saying that and that's exactly what happens. Let me, let me ask you something. Do you think a cow knows that the prices have gone high? Huh? Try telling your cow prices have gone high. No, they have no idea. They have no idea. So them they know when they want in the morning, feed me. Unga, we know what you call that unga they give to, to cows or cattle. He said, they've gone high. He said, no, give me mine. 
If you are going to keep me, I need it. In other words, the cow has not had anything. So you need to be selective in your hearing that you're only hearing faith. You, are, you must be selective in your hearing. And in fact, I really say that, let me say it again. If you are going to be living by faith and you are a man of faith, you must be selective in your hearing. You can't hear everything that the world is saying. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not what? Heard. So they call on him. How they will call on him of of them they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? No one will hear here. We're here. Because listen to this then. The way God put it is for it to become to you is through a preacher. Because we are having any time, say people, me, I, I'll be staying the way we talk in Kenya. Me, me, I'll stay in the house all through. I don't want any preacher anymore. That's deception. The way God has put it, the way it has to be brought in, and the way to hear it is through what? A preacher. Now you go and start, you know, you don't always, you, you don't, don't, that's not all you're hearing, but you start going back and finding out what is it that was said that I can live by. So then, how can they hear without a preacher? Another shall preach unless they are sent. And it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who brings glad tidings of good things. And then he says this, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who have believed our report. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they believe to whom they have not heard. But what am I doing right now? I'm speaking to you the word of God so that it may, you may believe the word of God and what you're believing, faith is coming. But you need to meditate on that until it becomes a reality. Your provision is guaranteed. Why? What you believe starts coming out of you as words of faith. You say, I say to my servant, Go, do this and he does. I say to soldiers under me, what do they say? They say, go and he goes, come and he comes to my servant, do this and they do this. And he does. Listen, the realities of, of the spirit realm, they are angels. That you must be saying words of faith so that your angels are working for you. All the time. Provision is available, church. I say provision is available, church. You must, we'll continue next week, you must go to authority. You have authority in Christ. Therefore, you cannot throw around your words as a person, like a person who has no authority. You have authority. And then words that you believe, I mean, what you believe is just coming out by faith, and what you believe, you live out, even in the time of Christ. Let me give you um, kind of, I think Brother Francis has said it, so let, let me say something here. Uh, January, I think January, uh, last year, you know, come to a place to start realizing, I need to build something. 
uh, need to do it by faith. And then, of course, usually what you do as, as, a, as a pastor, I really, when something is personal, I refrain myself speaking of it in public. I can tell for, to some few, few people, but in public, uh, I find that so difficult to be able to say that because of some things that the Lord spoke to me years ago. So I don't say them. I can talk to some people, you know, friends that they know me, but, but in public, if I tell you, you know, church, I want you to help me. If we're building the orphanage, we can do that. But, but when it goes to personal needs, no, I just, just keep quiet. Why? God knows them. I say that. God knows your personal needs. So you don't have to tell it to anyone. So I told Tina, the things that... Uh, the Lord had put in my heart, and I do believe we see him to do in my, my home area. And, and that for the future, and I believe that will come to pass. Uh, in fact, I say this, if Lord, Lord we want me to do it, it will come to pass. But I won't try to make it happen. So then, uh, in general, I started telling Tina, I'm doing this. By the time we're going for a holiday, Usually we go in April, take a break like two weeks. But Tina is a high school teacher, so with all the changes that are happening, so we started looking at the calendar, and they started saying the dates that we'll have the break, and I saw it will be in March. So we started setting ourselves going by the time, the month of March. But I, we didn't know exactly what date. And then I told Tina, by the time we are going, and to, build, to start preparing, to build a cottage for us. And by the time we are going, we must have such such an amount at hand. This must. Why is that so? We've been sowing, honey. It's time for harvest. If you are sower, it's time for harvest. What is the basis of my harvest? The word. Am I going to be talking to anyone? No. I'm going to be talking to the Lord. And I did. And I set a certain amount, and, and it was quite an amount that we didn't have at hand. And, and Tina said, say, since she, say, she knew that I was, going to, I was saying, I must have such and such an amount, she said, you know what, we can do one, two, three, and then you can get that money. I said, it seemed like a good idea. But I said, you know what, I have to ask the Lord regarding it. Because I'm not going to go into something the Lord doesn't want me to do. So I kept thinking of it, and I kept thinking of it, and uh, the Lord started ministering to me, saying this man, do you want to go back into something that I delivered you from over 20 years ago? And that was to borrow to do something. I said, no, Lord, I don't want that. And then he used a certain minister that I really love, as a pastor I've listened to. He spoke, and I thought, I was alone, I thought, I was watching him, I thought, yeah, Lord, it's done. I'm not going to go that way. But I have to, I must have it at such and such a date. Then we set up a date, we're living on the 14th. And listen to this. God spoke to an individual that had no idea of what was happening. And, in fact, the Lord said to, to the individual, 
I want you to give such and such amount to Pastor Davis. What? Why? Is it ever done that way? How can it? <laughs> you know, I've never done it to anyone. And, but the individual say, woke up the following morning and it was for sure. And they say, Lord, I'll do it. Never done to anyone. The Lord told the individual the same amount. And released it. I, th- I say, you always do that, Lord. That was such a sign. And look at this. I remember the 5,000 I got on, on fifth night before I report the following. I think it was fifth or seventh night. Um, mixed up the dates a bit. Before reporting the, the Bible school, we needed to report with 43,000. I got the first 5,000 that night. Can you imagine you are supposed to report with 43,000 the following day and you're going with 5,000? And you are taking it as a sign. I'm so excited. I went that following day and I said, I've come over here and uh, I paid 5000 And I told the devil this. If you could have stopped me from receiving that 5000 you could have stopped this whole amount of Bible school fees. But he couldn't. When that seed was given, I knew that was all what I needed. Amen? So... I wouldn't have told you this, but Brother Francis, uh, you know, prayed and was listening to his heart, and he, he brought it out to your attention. But I wouldn't have. And I wouldn't have told you, because, you see, I don't want to mix personal business with the ministry's business because of honoring the Lord. But he did that, and it was such a significant seed. And then every seed you sowed last Sunday, with the help, you know, Brother Francis bringing in, I really want to appreciate you. Thank you for that seed. I thought you were going to say welcome. Oh, you didn't so. Thank you for that seed. But I didn't have that liberty to be able to bring this. And therefore, God did exactly the same amount. And look at this, what I thought after that. If I had gone the way of borrowing to do it, could I have spent that money and then the next one because it wasn't the whole amount. What are you thinking next? Where are we going to borrow again now? You see, when you get into a cycle, you never stop. But if you get, you engage the right gear, provision is always coming. Always, church. We've seen this in this ministry for over for, for all these years I've been in this ministry. I've seen my life of, for 20, over 25 years, God's provision all the time. Listen, it's time to engage your faith to make sure things are working. And you take things, listen to this, the gratitude, the thanksgiving is what is going to put you off. Like what Brother Francis was saying last Sunday, uh, last Sunday, you're saying of what the Lord told him to come to, to the front and dance. Sometimes I tell people this, you are too dignified for a miracle. Let me say it this other side. Priscilla Mwangi can do it well. You are too... <laughs> Sometimes you are too dignified for a miracle. Listen, when you are believing God, hey, hey, you do like, 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 like Helen Kalek, hey, 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 you are believing 
Tell the devil, if he lifts up his voice, say, shut up, devil. Shut up, devil. God has begun a good work and is faithful to complete it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is such a key. Listen this. In that continuous provision. I lifted up, Tina and I lifted up that seed before the Lord and said, God, you've done this. You are done. This vision is done. It's complete. That's God. He is our provider. Hallelujah. You Praise. Did you receive something out of this? Authority was faith. Will you rise up on your feet, please? Did you receive anything today? God is a good God. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you and we praise you and worship you. Thank you for the price you paid for us. And having sent Jesus, Jesus, our Lord, for salvation. Father, thank you for every single person that have heard this word and everyone watching and everyone will ever watch and listen to this message. I take authority of every kind of resistance to the ones that are supposed to respond to the to the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind spirits of the enemy. I bind every kind of deception of the enemy and every lie of the enemy. I break your power now. It's time for salvation. It's time for redemption. It's time to receive the Son of God and be baptized in the Holy Ghost and be restored to serve the Lord. Therefore, Father, I do thank you for what you've done for, our Lord Je- for us through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, for each and every single person. I'm asking you, Father, for supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for supernatural provision of food, of finances, of properties, of building, buying, selling. Why we have divine currency, faith in God. And therefore, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak every kind of provision upon your people. Thank you, Lord. Say from your heart, in the name of Jesus, thank you, my heavenly Father, for Jesus Christ, my Lord. I believe in my heart That is the Son of God. And I have confessed Him. And even confess Him now. As our Lord and my Savior. And I choose. Before heaven today. And before the earth. And even my enemy the devil to hear this. I choose faith in God. I choose faith in God for my healing, for my provision, for my future, for my children, for my family. I choose faith in God. I choose to believe the word. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
for healing, for deliverance. In Jesus' name. Amen.